Hey everyone, I'm your host Angelica and welcome to the Bring Back Femininity Podcast where we educate and empower women how to tap into their secret superpowers and get everything they want out of life. Thank you for listening. All right. Hello everyone. I was like sounding like my intro. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Bring Back Femininity Podcast. Happy Monday. I am here with Michael Chulo, my fiance. Hey. I feel like we have to make a new intro. You know, I feel like I always say, I'm a, this is my fiance, Michael Chulo. I feel like. Is it time that I'm in it? <laughs> it's time. I think. Hey, I th- you introduced both of us? I think, yeah. Am I officially in? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're officially in. Mike is always going to be doing the podcast with me. And I feel like you guys enjoy it too because, you know, Mike gives the male perspective and I can be talking about all this femininity stuff, but someone has to, a male perspective has to approve of it right i agree i need to just stick with me over here yeah i agree i'm uh, yeah I'm checking things but no yeah I work mean, can uh, wait male, it's male perspective is good yes <laughs> okay so today's episode i don't know how long it's going to be but i think we're going to keep it short because we're going to be talking about the do's and the don'ts when it comes to dating um we're also going to be talking about just proper etiquette for men and women so should we get right into it let's go now this is like people that are dating going on a date for their first time but it's also proper you know i would say dating laws even if you're in a marriage or a relationship it's just proper etiquette overall so the first one that i have for women is if you are going on a date with a man i would say and this is especially the first time date and you're getting to know someone i would say never plan the date right I agree. Yeah. I would say you have to let the man plan the date. That's part of being a provider and taking a leadership role. And I know a lot of men, you say, okay, well, why don't you plan something? And they'll be like, well, I don't know what you like. So can you just let me know? I feel like that's very lazy. Um, personally speaking, if someone did that to me, I would be like, well, I trust your decision. Um, this is what I like to eat and see where he decides to take you because that'll also say a lot about him and how much he wants to invest in you and how serious he is about you as well. Right, Mike? I agree. Okay. I'm just over here taking notes. Yeah. Okay. He's taking his own notes. But that was my number one is like, do not plan the dates. Have the man plan the date and see where he decides to take you and see where he chooses to go. But just give your input on what you like to eat if he's having a hard time and does not want to disappoint. Yeah. I also feel like asking for that date has to be very decisive as far as I wouldn't say, hey, would you like to go here with me? As mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, we're we're going to dinner at eight o'clock. Here's a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'll pick you up at, you know. I mean, I feel like a man that's like super in his masculine, super in his like leadership role does that. Like that's what you did to me. But for a guy that's kind of like on the fence or if you want to know if he has that kind of mindset, a lot of men would kind of just take the easy way out and just say, well, where do you want to go? And then the woman and then the woman would be like, oh, well, I like this restaurant and I like that restaurant. But that's a man's easy way out because he just he just didn't want to do what kind of food do you like? Well, he just didn't want to do the thinking process. And if he doesn't ask what kind of food you like as a woman, you should be like. Um, I trust your decision, but this is what I like to eat and see what comes up into his mind. Yeah. And as a man, you can, if you are having a hard time deciding where to go, 
you can ask the woman, well, what food do you like to eat? What's your, what's your food preference? See what she says. And then you'll get a better understanding of where you guys can go. I mean, the way I did it is just pick somewhere trendy and then just tell her the date and the time and we're going. Yeah. And she'll correct you if, if you're wrong. Right. So, you know, I could say, Hey, we're going to, uh, this restaurant 8 PM on Friday, be ready at seven 30. Mm-hmm. And she could come back and be like, I'm actually not available on Friday, <laughs> you know, or yeah. she could be like, Oh, uh, that Greek restaurant. I don't like Greek food. No problem. All right. I'll switch it up for this. Or where, So or I made ask. it, I made it, I would then make another one and I'd just be like, here's the other restaurant that I've chosen and I'll pick you up at seven 30. So you would not ask her what food no, she likes No, it's like not, not, I'm talking about in the very beginning. I didn't uh-huh. ask you questions in the very no. beginning. No, it's like I took the lead and of course now I'm like, hey, what do you want to get to eat? What do you feel in this and that? But in the beginning, if we're talking about etiquette, uh, I would just decide and then tell you what time we were going and then you could correct me if what I said was off. But it would feel so cool when I would say, hey, this place, this time, and you just get a text back and it says, Okay, sounds good. Okay, yeah. For a woman that's like, okay, he's taking the leadership dominant role. Of course, it feels sexy, you know, in a kind of way. It's like, oh, he's telling me what to do, you know? But like I said, if the man man doesn't have that in him, help him and guide him. Don't do the thinking for him. Don't do the work for him. Let him take that leadership role by just giving your preference of what meal you like and see what he comes up with. Mm, okay okay (laughs) number two and this is a big one actually is do not dress in provocative clothing don't dress in stuff that are too revealing and yeah you're giving me that look but don't dress in something where your butt is hanging out or your tits are on the table because titties out because you will give the wrong impression. That guy will just be sexually attracted to you and he will just be thinking about how do I get to sleep with her and not actually take the time to getting to know you. When I went on a date with, when I went on my first date with you, like my first real date with you, I dressed in a cardigan and jeans. I didn't even wear heels actually. Like I was so like plain Jane. And then like obviously being in Miami after being comfortable, that's when I kind of like went all out. But now I'm very closed off again. But yeah, as the first time or first three, four times, I would say dress super classy because classy can still mean super sexy stuff that hug your body, not necessarily show your body, Mm. you know, like especially when you are with a man and you really like him and he like you want him to get to know you for you. It's going to be a major distraction if more or less you kind of, I don't know if this is mean to say, but if you look like a prostitute, you know, just like with your butt, you like with your butt hanging out and your tits hanging out, like it just looks really insecure and it's just not a good look, especially for the man. Like people are going to walk in, people are going to whisper and all that stuff. And I know people, you shouldn't care what people think, but like it's very like noticeable and I just don't think it's a good look. I heard a rule one time that I liked it's uh, choose one. Mm-hmm. either show off the boobs like cleavage and and don't show off the legs or show off the legs and be more conservative with the cleavage. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. My mom would always say that too. But for me, I found I really like or just wear a burlap sack. <laughs> like a <laughs> For me, though, what I really like is these bandage dresses that I've been really feeling. They're super classy. They're not short. But They're they, sexy. But they really like hug my body. Yeah, they do. And it's like 
they're <clears throat> they're painted on my body and I, I don't know if you guys saw my story, but I post, I was wearing, re- I w- wore a red bandage dress for Valentine's day and I felt good. Like I felt good. I looked very classy, but I looked super sexy at the same time. And then the other night I wore a pink one and it did show my boobs, but in, the, in like a very classy way. But I don't know. I just found a new love for bandage dresses. Me too. <laughs> yeah, he does too. So yes, don't dress in provocative clothing unless you just want the man to just be thinking about, oh, how is he going to get to sleep with you? Because he's not going to care about your qualities and characteristics and boundaries if you're dressing up like that. You're kind of just, you know, setting the wrong image for yourself, like the wrong standard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean, in Miami, you know, it's a lot of that, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It definitely sends the wrong doing it too fast gets things off on the wrong foot. If you're looking at getting into something serious, I agree. Yeah. If you're looking for something fun and he's looking for something fun, like a plaything, then yeah, address all that. But if you actually want a man to get to know you, I, that's not the way to go. I don't care. All the girls in Miami are doing it. All the girls in Miami are looking for sugar daddies and men are looking for sugar babies. If you want to, a good quality man, then I don't recommend to do that at all. Okay. Number four is let him open the door for you. I never had a problem with Mike because he just did it for me. Like he taught me how to stay in the car and how to not open the door for myself. Um, obviously me, I was just like, well, what's wrong? I could go open the door for myself and all that stuff, but it is proper. It is proper etiquette for a man. Um, I would say now that if Mike didn't do it and I really wanted him to, I would just stay in the car and he would either get very confused as to why I'm not, I didn't get out of the car. And then he'll come to the car and just open the door and be like, why didn't you get out of the car? And I'll just be like, wow, thank you so much. And give him a hug and then just move on. It'd probably be better to communicate first. I mean, like if you've been dating somebody for a long time to be like, Hey, you know, this is how I would like it. I'm talking future. about the first time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I thought I, you I'm meant going, like you've been dating somebody for a few no. years and you just start sitting in the car. No, that's, <laughs> they leave you in the car and then they go upstairs. That's very different. <laughs> I'm talking about like your first time or your first couple of times is just stay in the car. And when he comes and opens the door for you, like praise and ver- more or less praise and reward him so he feels good and it's like oh every time I open the door for her she's gonna say thank you she's gonna give me a hug and that makes me feel good that strokes my ego so then he'll just get into the habit of being like okay I can always feel this way every time she open every time I open the door for her and if you want him to open any building door I would say I think this was my second my fourth one yeah but yeah (laughs) basically stay in the car and let him open the door for you is my third one. Mm-hmm. Okay, now my fourth one is do not walk in front of him and take charge. Either walk beside him, which- That's, that's so frustrating when you do that. Yeah, don't walk in front of him and take charge. Like, oh, I'm the boss. I know where I'm going. Like, oh, are you going somewhere without me? Yeah, sometimes, that's what I'll I, sometimes say, I get into like my head. I don't know what it is, but I just like, I just start walking like really fast. And then Mike just stands there and he looks at me and he goes, where are you going without me? And I'm like, oh my God, like shit. Like, I'm so sorry. It does, it's not a good look when people are watching the man walk behind a woman, unless the man insists, unless the man goes, please, like, you know, go in front, then you go in front. But that doesn't mean walk 
like keep walking and walking where he's so far behind, you know, keep at the same pace, have him behind you, you know, if he insists for you to walk in front, but I would, I would strongly recommend just walk beside him or walk a little behind him. Right. Yeah. It depends on the circumstance. I mean, like when we're at a restaurant and you're being shown to the table, I usually hold your hand, but I think it is customary to let the woman walk first, for example. That's what I'm saying. If the man insists. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but even, in general, you're right. Like if you start walking off, literally I'll just stop and I will stop walking mm -hmm. and then I'll just look at you and then you'll just kind of like glance back eventually and you'll see you're like 10 feet away from me. I'll be like, where are you going? And then I actually have to walk all the way back. Mike doesn't come to me. I have to walk all the way back. And especially being in heels, it's like, okay, I walked all. And that's kind of like a punishment for myself. It's like, okay, I walked all this way and now he's standing there and now I have to walk all the way back and then I have to grab, I have to hold his hand and then I have to walk beside him. <laughs> Sounds and really needy. It's not needy. It's just, it just shows it, respect. It's out, it's out of respect. Yeah. So I don't recommend. And of course, if you want him to open all your doors for you, if you're going to walk in front, well, you're going to be opening your own doors. That's true. Like we literally just got out of the car where I opened the car door for you, which 99% of men don't do. And then I open up the car, the, the door to the, um, open up the door to the, uh, the, building. the building. And then, and then right when we get in and the host is like, okay, this way. And then you just leave me. And it's just like, uh, excuse yeah. me. So it's like, there's a, like, if you take that one thing you just said out of context, it's like, like you have to keep in mind everything leading up to that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So yes, it is disrespectful to then walk ahead and then forget about the person right behind you because they were just a gentleman to you in all these other ways. Yeah, and so that, I just want to be clear on that because because otherwise it sounds like very controlling and needy, and it's like no, 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 like there's context before it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's just, it's kind of like a win-win. I know a lot of ladies they always complain like, well, my man doesn't take the leadership role, and my man is as well. You're not you're not giving him a chance to. If you're going to open your own doors, you know, and you're going to walk straight to the building, open that door and then go straight to where the staff is working and talk about reservations and all that stuff. And he's just standing behind. It's like that emasculates him for the rest of the night. So what I say as a woman is just do less and the man will do more. Like, let the man do more. I'm not. And when I was talking to Mike and I was writing down all these notes, I was like, am I allowed to say like, oh, let the man because I didn't know if it was disrespectful, like, oh, I'm allowing him. But in my thought process, it's like, I'm not saying, oh, I let you do this for me, Mike. It's more like uh, my masculine energy that's in me lets my feminine energy to come out more because I tell my masculine energy like, hey, relax and let me like, let me be the woman and let my man be the man. And he always comes through. It's not like I'm going to take charge and Mike is going to like, Mike is just standing there. So I say, I would say, let yeah. me, let me continue off that <clears throat> since we're already kind of on the whole thing. So opening up the car door, mm -hmm. opening up the door to the building, mm -hmm. then walking together. Right. And then when we get to the table, then I pull out your, your chair. Yes. I pull it out. You stand in front of it. I scoot you in. Okay, but you have to wait till we talk about men's do's and the don'ts. But I'm, I want to slip mine in because yeah. it's a good opportunity. To. Yeah, but yeah, that's for the men. It's kind of just like just let the let the well as a woman just do less and let the man do more and see what he's capable of. 
So if you're always going to uh, like overcompensate for him, you'll never know what's really in him. And he's just going to feel like a useless person the rest of the night. So yes, I agree. And also let him talk to the staff. Like let him say like, oh, I have a reservation under this and this and this. And then if the man insists on you walking in front, which is which is proper etiquette, walk in front, hold his hand. Or if you guys just started dating, you know, and you guys are not at that stage of holding hands, don't, you know, don't walk off. Don't be a me because then I'm going to have, then you're going to have to walk back. <laughs> so. Well, no, most guys are going to tail along behind and not say anything, but they're going to be angry on the inside. They're not even going to know why. Yeah. Like a lot of guys, they'll get disrespected in ways that they don't even understand what's happening, but they'll just get this feeling in their stomach and they're like, I don't like whatever that just happened, mm-hmm. but they don't even know what it is. Yeah. But it was disrespect. I agree. Um, number five, I say is after sitting down, always as like, as a man and as a woman, always take the napkin on your table and place it down on your lap. So food and drinks don't spill on it, you know? So I think that's very proper etiquette. I think a lot of people, they leave their napkins that they're supposed to put on their lap. They put it on the side. And then when they're eating, like things spill on their dress or on their clothes, and then they take the napkin and then start, start rubbing their outfits and it's just like no you can just place the napkin on your lap and you can also um, wipe your fingers discreetly instead of wiping them on the table with having a dirty napkin on the table I think that's like super proper etiquette when people are eating I really like well she's got this great little folding technique yeah I actually I don't know how to describe it but I fold (laughs) it into like a triangle and then there's a there's two flaps so then I how do I describe it? You can't. Okay, whatever. Maybe Demonstration, I'll... it's a real. Yeah, it's a real. Okay. So number six is don't, if you're going on a first date, don't come to the date super hungry. And also don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. So like maybe have a snack before you come so you're not super hungry, you're not hangry. And if he says, hey, order whatever you want, don't go for the most expensive thing on the menu. Don't go for the caviar. Don't go for the steak that costs $300. Like be super respectful of the person taking you out. And like, God forbid that at the end of the night, if the man wants to do 50-50, you're not (laughs) stuck with paying half of the bill. Well, no, that's good because that says a lot. Like if a girl, yeah, you know, even... I don't know. I don't look at the prices I'm in use too much, you know, unless they're like really like going to screw us, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I would be mindful of it yeah. when I would be on a date, you know, I'd look at the prices and just be like, Oh, I wonder which one she's going to order Yeah, because it's going to tell me a lot about this person. Yeah. And if, if I was on a date and she ordered the, the most expensive thing on the entire menu, it would definitely rub me the wrong way. Yeah. Cause I'd just be like, okay, you know, so you have no regard at all for, you just expect it. It would, it would come off like entitlement, yeah. even though it very well might not be, but mm-hmm. it could come off like entitlement. Cause I don't know you. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And if, if you really like the most expensive thing on the menu, communicate, Hey, do you mind if I order this? Can we share this and see what he says? But I would say like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would say just be very mindful and just be super respectful of the person taking you out. You don't know their budget. You don't know anything about them when it comes to that. And if they want to start ordering expensive stuff on the menu, 
that's all them for like appetizers or whatever. But I think as like a woman, of course, when you're just getting to know somebody, I don't think they, they're going to think it's a f- like it's a free meal for her that she goes out with all these other guys and she just orders the most expensive meal on the menu. And she's no like if if your taste buds are very expensive and the first time you ever go on a date, you're choosing black caviar you're choosing a tomahawk steak and all that stuff he's gonna be like okay if she already has this kind of taste how many dates does she go to to realize that this is her favorite food right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you're like saying she i mean this is like a really good picture you're painting i love this so basically the girl (laughs) that you're describing that's not ladylike would be picking her up you know, uh, boobs totally hanging out, butt hanging out. Then when you get to the restaurant, she walks way ahead of you and totally forgets about you. And then when you sit down to eat, then she orders the most expensive thing in the restaurant. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Right? Yeah. But I feel really like a bad. lot of women, you guys either. But no, this is real. This has happened. This has happened to me before. So this is not, this is not un, like, yeah, this is real. It's not out of but, context. I, but looking back, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. that's bad yeah that's very just unladylike and for a man like you said it's not necessarily like he knows right then and there but he just feels like okay this is not the one this is a liability this is not an or asset. i'm gonna, or i'm gonna hook up with her yeah like it's just you're not gonna be taken seriously or he'll literally be like okay she wants to order this most expensive thing off the menu and she looks like this then in return i'm gonna sleep with her Hell that's yeah. it Hell yeah. Like, and then he's probably going to get mad when you set a boundary being like, well, I don't want to sleep with you. He's going to be like, what the hell? I just paid for all this. I did all of that. And you're so- And you dress like this all night? Like, yeah, a hundred percent. That's a really good, these things do work. Like mm-hmm. as you're talking about them, because mm-hmm. it would be, as you're saying this as a man, this would be very confusing for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, wait a minute, you dressed like a whore. You- We don't like to use that word, but I get it. You know what I mean? Though? No, I do. I was. I said prostitute. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like know why I'm whispering. <laughs> Maybe the neighbors are listening. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just that would be very confusing because you're right. It, it feels more like a transaction when it's done like that. It, yeah. As opposed to, no, this is just a really wholesome girl, and just because you're wholesome doesn't and and, and ladylike doesn't mean that you're, um, uh, like boring, and it doesn't mean that you're. Uh, yeah, like yeah, just boring. It doesn't mean that, or or not sexy. Like you don't have to dress like the what, like the Amish, like the, mm-hmm, yeah. the what are those called? The big. Uh, I don't, yeah, I get it. What you're saying. I just <laughs> you don't want to go down that road with no, me right I now. No, I don't okay. actually. She doesn't. She wants to go down her list. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. No, but what I was saying is, it's that total true, and I feel like a lot of women they um they're super confused. I feel like they over sexualize how they look and they make sure their makeup is all good and overly glammed and they make sure you know they're wearing these like sexy provocative clothing because they think that's what men want and hey if you're looking to sexually attract a man do that you're going on the right path but if you're looking for a man to actually get to know you and actually have affection for you rather than just attraction you have to make him know the real you and if he's distracted from what you're wearing how you're acting he's not going to even want to get to know you you know he's just going to think about i'm just going to sleep with her and guess what the date is already over when a man is just i just want to sleep with this girl because 
There's this thing that I read. It's you are the one to determine if you are the keeper or if you are the plaything. A man doesn't do that for you. You do it to yourself. It's all the way how you act and how you portray yourself that sets those standards and boundaries for what type of man you are going to have in your life. Well, I remember when I was dating, um, I remember meeting girls like this when I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I was still doing, you know, doing that and I would meet a girl and, and, and then I would talk to a buddy after and he'd be like, oh, what happened? Anything happened? And like, no, like she's like wifey material, but, or like, like she's, she's like looking for the next thing. And when I wasn't ready for that, when I was just trying to have fun, that was very intimidating to me. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't call those girls back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No. So it worked really well because if you're like that, you're just going to get rid of the, you know, the fuck boys. Yeah. You know, really easily because they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. That's way too much for me. I don't want all that, you know, and then, but the right guy that's in that mindset will be like, oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I want because I don't want a girl that's, I've been there, done that, you know, or, or they're looking for somebody more traditional and that's like that is going to be way more attractive. So what you're basically saying is You can still is be that, sexy though. No, and you can you, still be funny and you can still be cool, but it just just toning it down just a couple notches. I mean, even like wearing these band-aid dresses that I'm talking about to a first date. Sounds like day. a band-aid dress. Band-aid dress. I think all the women know what I'm talking I'm sure about, but what you're basically saying is that let's say a woman is dressed classy and sexy and she has all these like feminine qualities and proper etiquette and all this stuff she's gonna be she's gonna basically scare the wrong man away because he's like i can't i'm not ready for this i'm i can't live up and i don't i'm not going to disrespect her because she has boundaries and standards mm -hmm. that i can't live up to yep exactly. that makes sense exactly and then the right man that she goes on a date with and she's still herself is going to be like wow this is the wife that i'm looking for because i'm actually ready to get married i'm looking for marriage yeah so like if if you do this and this is a change for you and the first guy that you do it with runs away, then consider that a blessing. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Consider it like he wasn't ready for you and he would have, he couldn't have, he couldn't be the man for you that you were looking for. Right. So don't get, don't get discouraged. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's good because I have like the real world experience on this as you were saying it. And I'm just like, yeah, no, this, this, this works because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it pushed me away when I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, that's good. Um. Okay. So number eight is as a woman don't overfill your plate you know with all the food that's on the table like don't just stuff food on it what oh it just uh, it sucks for you <laughs> stop <laughs> don't overfill your plate and just keep it tidy and i would say like the food is like always going to be on the table so it's not running away from you so just keep your plate tidy you know me well, it depends on what we're eating and all that stuff. But I would say in the beginning, I barely put food on my plate. And I used to always order things that weren't messy. Yeah. That's what I did in the beginning. And I used to like cut things into like certain like little pieces. Now she strictly orders ribs and but quarter no, the cup. I don't, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but now I'll order a hamburger and I'll, you know, sometimes they have like gloves that come with the hamburger. Oh, well, look, we're... But we're, we're, we're we're together, you know, yeah. we're past that. We know like, everything now. Yeah, we're past it. But I would say in the beginning, like, just don't overfill your plate because then it, A, it's going to look like you're very, very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> just... 
where did you come from? Yeah, I'm like, do you what have you food doing? at home? Yeah, like, like what did the pantry look like at home? What's going on? Yeah, and so then that's why I also said, like, maybe eat before your date so you're not overly hungry. You're not just thinking everything like, oh, I can't wait to eat. I can't wait to eat. So I would say that's another, like, the do, it's the don'ts. It's good, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Number nine is stay off your phone. I would say there's nothing worse that kills the vibe than a woman, especially when you're trying to get to know her or even a man and you're trying to get to know him and he does not get off his phone. It's either the girl is taking selfies, you know, and she can't stop taking selfies. It's either she can't stop taking videos of the food coming out and it's on flash. Like you don't know what the guy thinks. And if you are that type of girl or you are a food you're, you're a foodie and you want to take photos of the table, maybe ask him, hey, do you mind if I can take photos, you know, of the food and see what he says? And even if he does say yes, because he doesn't want to be rude, I would say, please don't record your whole night. You know, not everything has to be put on Instagram. Like put your phone away, get to know this person. And even if that person goes on their phone, like don't go on your phone. I think there's like nothing more... I don't, I wouldn't say like weird, but like, I know Mike and I, when we're looking at couples and Mike and I are basically like, we're basically married already, you know, like quote unquote, we're basically like married. And Mike is all, Mike is on his phone because he's just always working and he's on his phone for like a long period of time, but I know he's working. So then I'll get on my phone. But if I know Mike is just checking something quick, I don't go on my phone because then that just kills the vibe. Like sometimes we look at couples and the whole night they're just on their phones and then the food comes out and the girl will take some photos and all that stuff of the food and then they'll eat and then they'll maybe chit chat a little bit and then they're on their phone again. It's like, how are you getting to know someone if you guys are just going to be on their phone? And as a high value man, me on our first date, I don't, I don't, I didn't take my phone out. No, neither of us did. Yeah, neither of us. We literally sat down and just got to know, and we laughed and we ordered. And I, I honestly, I let Mike do all the ordering. I don't even look at the menu. I kind of just like say what I want and what I like, and then I say, "But hey, like you decide, and can you order for the table?" And then he just orders anything, and I. You know, and then that's how he gets to know like my food preferences. But we just really got to know each other. And I didn't I didn't think I went on my phone until he dropped me off back at home. Like that's how fun it was. And I feel like if I was the type of girl that asked him to take a million photos of me and I took selfies like of in his car and, you know, driving and took selfies of like my heels and took selfies of all the food that we were eating. He just think I'm another Instagram girl. Like, oh, yeah, she this saved girl. all that for later. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a big flashlight, you know, now when we're driving in the car, I have like this huge flashlight I put on my phone. Taking pictures of her heels. She's taking pictures of the food. Yeah. No, but Don't in the beginning. Don't show the real side of you until yeah. later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> in the beginning, you weren't. And, but neither was I. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about me being on the phone for a long time, it's like when we're at Hubble Bubble, yeah, which is a restaurant down the street. And yeah. we will go there like on a weeknight and I'm still like halfway in work mode because mm-hmm. we go there right after I'm done with my meetings. So I'm still winding down messages, but we've been together, you know, so yeah. she gets it. It's not like this is an intimate date. This is just a place we go to down the street like once a week and we chill. Yeah. So that's different than like if you and I go out to like a nice dinner mm-hmm. when we went to 
uh, for Valentine's Day, you know, or it doesn't even need to be a nice holiday, but just any weekend date where you're getting dressed up and, you know, we're looking nice and we go out. I don't, I'm not on my phone like that, like maybe a little bit here and there, but almost not at all. And that we've been together a long time. So it's just disrespectful. Also in groups, I hate when people do that. And, And again, you know, I hope that these examples of like when I would date don't bother you, but it's just like, I would, me- I would remember going on dates and the girl would be on her phone and I would sit there and look at them and just stare like not creepy, but mm-hmm. just stare like, are you, are you serious? And so then like, she'd put the phone away and I'd be like, Hey, like, do you mind if we just have a date without mm-hmm. you being on your phone? And funny enough, like if the guys are like, wow, that seems like way too aggressive or no, you wouldn't say that you didn't do that. It's like, no, I absolutely would. And the woman would really respect it because they would had never gotten called out before being on a date with a guy and like, hey, like I'm here to hang out with you. I'm not here to, you know, mm-hmm. for you to be on your phone. Yeah, for sure. But I think if it like, got too excessive, I would I would bring it up. I know, but a person, especially on like a first date or when you're getting to know somebody, like it's already a red flag if they can't get off their phone. Uh, like, well, I you agree. Can't get off your phone for this date because that's. But, but how also, I think there are. are people that are also socially awkward now because they're on their phone so much. So I think that yes, to a certain degree, but I think there's certain people that, in an uncomfortable, awkward situation, it's just easy to go to your phone. Like even like I see it all the time in the elevator. We have an elevator in our building and we'll get in it. And instead of the person just standing there in awkwardness for the minute long ride, as I do, mm-hmm. they'll just pull out their phone immediately because they just feel uncomfortable. And then I kind of like look because I'm just like, what are they, you know, why do they have to pull it out immediately? And they're just like blindless, blindly scrolling, you know, well, and I'm just like, no, there's okay. no service in the elevator. Yeah. Anyways. You can't do anything anyway, so dude. Just stare into my eyes and let's just <laughs> go down the elevator. <laughs> do not break eye contact yeah, until the elevator <laughs> opens but no but i think like it doesn't for me i don't care how awkward the date gets as a woman don't go on your phone if the date is so awkward and you guys are very socially awkward that means a maybe you guys are not compatible b maybe you guys need to find more things in common or c you guys need to do a better job at just making stupid conversation and just making the date go well and that's how, because if you guys are just going to be on your phone and it, you you guys are killing the vibe you're killing the presence of the moment of really getting to know each other and asking really good questions you know like as a woman if you are if you are going to spend if you are going to set boundaries and standards for yourself you can't be asking the man you know oh what's your favorite food oh what what's your favorite color where do you like to travel to like you have to ask the, like deep questions of course not interrogating the man like asking 21 questions but every time he says something like go deeper you know and just have really meaningful and deep conversations and i would say as a woman as a woman you really have to be educated in the world around you know because if you are just and this is especially dating like high value men as well but for instance mike and i Like, yes, we met each other on Instagram and he could have thought like, oh, I'm just another Instagram girl. But when we had conversations, we went really deep. Deep. Like 
And I could hold a conversation when it came that deep. We talked about the government. We talked about politics. We talked about who we voted, like, you know, Republicans, Democrats. Like we talked about like the stock market. We talked about aliens. We talked about all this crazy stuff that he was so surprised that I knew about. And we just talked about everything. But if I was just some other girl, I could have only talked to him about gossip and celebrities. He could have been like, I can't relate to her. But I feel like I was also like brains and beauty. He was really shocked. And as a person of high value, you know, which you are a high value man and all that Mm, stuff. Thank you. It's so important because he's also thinking like, well, can I bring her around my friends and she'll have something to talk about? Can I bring her to an event and she has something to talk about? Can I introduce her to my partners or investors or anything and she will have something to talk about and she can hold the conversation. brain dead and just a eye candy? Yeah. Or can she hang like one of the dudes? And you can, which is so cool. Yeah. And I feel like your friends like hanging out with me too. Well, they do because you're easy. You're just easy to talk to. You're easy to engage with. and And I get it. Like I, I get what you guys are saying and I butt in and I say my own two cents about what and I'm thinking. And you're about. funny. Thank you. And you're sexy. Thanks. I have some and good you're jokes. Little, you're a little princess. Thanks. <laughs> he calls me his little Polly Pocket. <laughs> you're supposed to tell them that. I love the it. Fuck? But I would say like really like educate yourselves on the world that's going on around you. Like don't be such like a, oh, did you see what happened on Instagram? Like, oh, oh my God, on TikTok. Like, this is so crazy. It's like, get to know what's going around. Get to know sports. Get to know anything. I remember when I was in a, I was in a group of people and I remember I took one friend and she was with me. And then there was, I would say like we were in a group and then there was like three other guys there and we were all just shooting the shit. And we like me and the guys we were talking more because we were talking about the government and we were talking about all this crazy stuff we were talking about COVID at the time and all this stuff and she couldn't say one word she was just looking at us and she goes I have no idea what you guys are saying and she she's a beautiful girl but there was there was no depth you know she couldn't hold down a conversation and then she's like well can we talk about something else now and then she talked started talking about like rappers and basketball players and all that stuff and it's like okay and you know when you talk about real debt in depth stuff you actually really get to know the person as well like what are their beliefs like what do they think about like the government like for instance like mike and i we had to be on the same political side. It would have not worked if we were on the opposite sides because we would always just be fighting. And I think that's super important. I know they say like, don't let politics get into the way, but it it, it sets, it's like, I wouldn't say it sets like the foundation, but like it, it says it's, a lot about the person. Well, it's a percep- per- perspective of how you see the world. Politics, religion, these are things that yeah. are really foundational to... Yeah, really how you view the world and are you going to be on the same page about these things? Mm-hmm. Politics, religion, money, all yeah. the things you're not supposed to talk about, those are the things that you should be talking about. All the hard conversations are the ones that you need to have. Right. Um, okay, so number 10 is let him pay for the dinner. What? <laughs> I would say please don't insist on going 50-50. I know you can be a strong, independent career woman that doesn't need a man to pay because you are capable, but don't argue with him. Don't insist, oh, I got this. Oh, let's do half-half. Or don't argue with him over the bill. Just have him pay the bill 
and say thank you so much for paying. Thank you for taking me out. I really appreciate it. I had a great time and just don't expect like he should pay for dinner. Actually be grateful that he took you out and that he paid for it. I feel like men appreciate women that of course have manners and it's not Mike to this day, every time he pays for dinner, I say, thank you so much. Or whenever he takes me somewhere new, I say, thank you for taking me somewhere new. I never new. get tired of hearing it. Yeah. I, I never want him to feel like I'm some entitled woman that expects all of this because he doesn't have to give me all of this, but he does it because he's a provider and he has that mindset. And as a woman, I'm so grateful for that. And I want him to know like, I'm so grateful for you. So thank you for taking me out. Like, thank you for taking me out to a new spot. Like we went to a new spot yesterday and it was out of our way, but he took me to some udon place that I really wanted to try that I found on Instagram. And he took me there and I was so appreciative. I'm like, wow, like, thank you for taking me out to this new spot. I had a great time with you. And he's like, oh, like, no, thank you. I mean, no, thank you. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Of course, you know? Yeah, so because it's also the way you say it. Yeah. You're like a little sweetie when you do it. You're like, yeah. hey, thank you so much for taking me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, of course, baby. Come here. Yeah. Makes me want to kiss you and give you a big hug. Yeah. And As even, opposed to thanks for taking me. That's completely, that's completely different. different. You or do like, it like a sweet little angel baby princess. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say also like even when you are in a group and let's say you're going on a double date or there's a group of guys that you're with and you are with a group of girls and the guys pay for dinner. Make sure you say thank you to everybody, you know? Hey, yes. thanks guys so much for paying for dinner. I know, and every time I do it, you know, and I'm the first one to do it, all the girls tag along yep. because they realize and all the men are like, oh, no problem. Like, it's just, it's so respectful for the men to have their woman notice that they took care of them. I went on so many dates before you where they would not, and it's just so disrespectful. Yeah. It's just immediately would be stick out of my mind like, oh, really? No, thank you. Yeah. Like, really? Something so small means so well, yeah, much. Yeah, it's like it's expensive and it's not cheap, you know, to take. I don't care how much money you make. It's still just it's expensive out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, even you know, and it's just like I didn't have to. We could have gone Dutch. Could have mm -hmm. gone 50-50. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to pay even though I, you know, grabbed the bill and I said, no, 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 I got it or whatever. It's like. You still want to just say thank you. All they're I mean, looking for is a hard. thank you and yeah. then they appreciate it. But like in like a, in, in a sincere way, I know a lot of women yeah, are like, sincere, thanks. Genuine. Yeah. Or they don't say anything at all. It's like that sense of entitlement. And I'm telling you, that's, that's you're one not way gonna to get, get a, you're not going to get a good man that way. Or you're, that's like one way to get rid of a man, you or, know, or a way, a good way to keep an insecure man. Yeah. Because he's going to be like, oh, I, I don't deserve like, I'm just happy to be with a girl this pretty. Like, I don't have any self-respect for myself, so I'm going to allow her to walk all over me. Because you might be like, oh, well, guys don't mind it that I go out with. And like, well, maybe you're really pretty and you can get away with it because you're with a bunch of low-value guys. But I don't care how pretty you are. If you did that, I would be like... Yeah. I mean, I would, I would be so... He's already getting, he's fuming through the yeah, camera I'm already. I'm thinking through scenarios here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, it's just, it's so disrespectful. Yeah, I just, just say thank you. Just appreciate them. It's like even Mike, when he, even when we go on vacation and after we're done our vacation, I say, thank you so much for taking me. Like, you know, it just, it just makes them feel like they are providing for you. And it's not some sense of an, an entitled woman that just expects, you know, men to pay for all these things for her. It's just like, 
they it's like it's a sense of like gratitude and just appreciative of their provider mentality and it makes them feel like your hero it makes them feel like wow like thank you so much and it's just like yeah what else can i do for you (laughs) (laughs) wow truth comes out (laughs) what else can i do so do you want to talk about the gentleman's or did you kind of already you want to throw some out there? Yeah, like you... I kind you of covered good, a lot. You did. And I'm just like, I, I was looking through different websites earlier, just like, what else am I missing? You know, but there's just like basic ones, right? Like don't have your elbows on the table when you're eating, you know, cake your hat off when you are at a restaurant. Um, don't touch other people's things. This one's interesting. So it was talking about like if your bag, if your purse or something was in my way, Instead of me just moving it and sliding it off to the side, I would be like, hey, can you please move your bag? Because it's one. disrespectful to touch other people's things without permission. Um, control how many drinks you have or don't drink at all. Mm. That's a great one. Especially if you especially if you picked the woman up and you're driving and you're there downing drinks at the restaurant and the woman is like, whoa, like you're my ride home. Like That's so irresponsible of you to be getting drunk while you're driving me home and I'm going to be in a car with you. Like that just shows he does not care. Yeah. Here's another one I like that was very effective for me, which was call more text less. Okay. Yeah. That's what you did a lot. I'm, I was a texter. Mike was a caller and I, w- I wasn't a caller. I was a caller for you. Uh, no, seriously, because I was a, I was a picker up or caller for you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you did pick up that phone. I did. But and I did talk to you <laughs> <laughs> for hours. Literally. No, but it, it, it's just better. Like, I just like picking up the phone and calling. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, hate yeah. that. But um, just trying to think having good posture is extremely important as a man. Uh, opening the door, like we talked about, well, pulling, pulling out the, the chair, yeah. uh, offering to walk her home, um, never letting her walk outside in the dark. Like to this day, she's, I do not like her going out and walking the dog at night, period. Someone's going to steal you. <laughs> no, you're tiny and you're going to get stolen. So. Okay. But when it comes to dating, I would say as a man too, like if you're going to, you know, if you are planning a date, offer to pick her up. And if she doesn't feel safe, offer to send her a car. Oh yeah, I would. I would always get an Uber. Yeah. If so, this is something I learned in South America because, like, nobody really had a car there. Not many. It was very like just having a car wasn't as popular. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe because it was a poorer country. But if you were to go on a date with a girl and you were not going to pick her up in a car, it was a given that you would order her Uber. Mm-hmm. It was a given. Yeah. And so something I did as I um, lived there and then left and started dating here in the U.S. is I would always offer that. Hey, can I get you an Uber? And 75% of the time they would say yes. Like, yeah, get, get yeah, that, like that's a, a great gesture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is funny because you might think like as a guy, they're like, well, they're not going to give me the address because they don't even know me. And it's like, no, actually three out of four do. They'll just give you their address so that the the, the Uber. Uber can pick them up. And uh, granted, I wouldn't do an Uber X, which you can, still a great gesture. I would try to do a nicer car. It's whatever but, car you can. Right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> but it's a great gesture and it shows like, hey, I'm going to take care of you tonight from beginning yes. to end. So I'm going to get you transportation to where we're going. You, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, open up your car door. Uh, I'm going to pull out your seat. I'm going to scoot you in. I'm going to order for you. 
not that uh you're not capable of ordering right. yourself it's just take it's just right. taking on that leadership role being right. like hey i got you. you you just have to sit there let me get to know you relax I'm gonna sit there i'm gonna have my phone away i'm not yeah. gonna be paying attention to it i'm gonna be looking at you i'm gonna be engaging with you for two hours and talking to you i'm gonna be asking you all the questions i'm gonna be listening to your answers and then i'm gonna find a way of getting you home mm-hmm. if not if, if not it's, to no I'm if it's either with, with us we didn't uh you always we, took me home or I you did. always sent me a car yeah you and the thing is what i really liked about because my, i was so confident yeah. like I, there's a lot of guys that are really insecure where they need to sleep with a girl on the first date it's almost kind of like well if she finds out who i really am she's not want, gonna want to sleep with me you know i it's like a guy that can keep their cool for just one or two or three dates it's like i preferred not to because then it is a good opportunity to build chemistry mm-hmm. and to learn each other and see if there it really is going somewhere because I was tired of it. I was tired of uh, meeting all these girls where, you know, you're just trying to sleep with them. Like it, it was way, like there was a shift in my mind and I want the women to hear this because it's really important. There was this shift in my mind where I went from wanting to just sleep with girls to I wanna now date them. And I want to, like, I want to find my wife. And what really helped was not drinking. So I was able to not have my inhibitions lowered and, and really ask a lot of questions about family and about, uh, just their goals and their dreams and, and about their past and, and about their prior relationships. I just wanted to put together kind of a good picture of who is this person that, and so my questions probably seem my my questions probably seem like it was an interview when I would go on a first date with somebody because I was just got to that point where I'm vetting you out and women can feel that mm-hmm. you know because they're like wow and and so for the women listening to this if you meet a guy where he's asking you a lot of really in depth questions it means this dude is vetting you out and he is a high value man and he's trying to get down to the bottom of is this really somebody that I want to spend more time with mm-hmm. because my time is so valuable or is this somebody that I don't care I'm just going to make some jokes I'm just going to laugh about this and that and I'm just going to you, you know what I'm saying and like really talk about nothing I'm going to be on my phone whatever and then we're going to get drunk and then we're going to hook up like that's that's totally different versus like this guy's barely drinking at all like yeah maybe one maybe two drinks okay liquid courage break the ice right yeah but not like he's getting drunk and then he's you know being really vulgar and he's you know making all these really crude jokes it's like no this this guy's actually really wanting to get to know me and Mm -hmm. so i started to do that and then with you i was just so intrigued i mean yeah you were beautiful but you had so much to say and there's beautiful girls are a dime a dozen especially in places like Miami or you know other other places but especially here and and I was used to that in my life and so I bet you there's a lot of really pretty girls that are listening to this podcast that mm-hmm. know you they're beautiful and they're wondering well, why haven't I met this guy why haven't I met this guy and I love what you said about depth and about knowing about things. And I think a lot of the reason why uh, beautiful women don't have a lot of depth is that they've never had to have well, depth. Their beauty. Because they've been able to get yeah. away in life with just being beautiful. And But for a high value man like me, like I want it all, right? I don't want just someone pretty. That's easy. That's easy. What's hard is somebody beautiful that has a great sense of humor. Somebody beautiful that loves God, somebody beautiful that is close with her family. You know, that's, that's 
and, and, and has just a general, can have, can hold a conversation. It's just so important. So, you know, you, you have to be more than just this shell, this beautiful shell. It's like, what is the beauty on the inside? And so whenever I tell Ange now that she's beautiful, I always remind her now that it's, I'm not just talking about the outside. I'm talking about her soul too. It's absolutely beautiful. The whole thing, the inside, the outside, it's just, it's such a pleasure to watch you just, you know, grow and, and educate yourself and, and to help other people and just the, the compassion and the, and the selflessness that you provide for me and, and the sacrifices you make for me. And it's just, you are a beautiful, beautiful soul on the inside. Thank you. Yeah. But it's like, that's what keeps me around because mm -hmm. that's another thing. And that's maybe be another good podcast well, is when you lock it, when you get a man like this, how do you then keep him? Well, that's the whole difference between attention and affection. A lot of women get to the point where they get the attention from the man, but they don't get the affection where it's like the affection is what keeps the man around. The affection is just what sh like, you know, like as a woman, like you unlock this certain thing in a man where he loves and desires you and just yes. wants to be with you, you figured around it out. and you all figured that. You figured it out. I, I'll tell you, you figured it out. Like there's, you know, there's just, um, I don't ever want to say anything that's offensive to you because I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm aware of that and I don't ever want to be disrespectful, but I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm, you weren't my second girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like I had a lot of experience and no other girl could keep me because mm -hmm. I was, I was always highly desirable. Like you were, I was always highly desirable. I was always high value. I always, you know, was successful and I, I, I was the full package. Women wanted to marry me, but nobody could hold me down, but you did because of all these things that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You made me, even in my prime, like a lot of guys could be argue like, bro, you settled down too young. Like you could go for another 10 years and be with all these different girls and doing all these different things. And I'm like, yeah, but they would never be Ange. Mm -hmm. They would never be her. And even like, if I see another beautiful girl, I'm like, you know, we can appreciate beauty like we talked about in the last podcast for a couple seconds, but then I have to remind myself like immediately like, okay, I can sit here and look at this girl and lust over her, or I can remember that they're never, no matter how hard they try, no matter what outfit they put on, no matter like what happens, they'll never be Ange. And the reason I believe that, and the reason that it even matters to me is because of the person that you are on the inside. And you've done so much self work to get to that point, And you have, so many of these qualities that so many women don't have that I would forever regret not being with you. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much value aside from your looks. Like your looks are bottom of the list. Like they were a prerequisite to dating because I needed to be attracted to you physically before I would take you on a date. But that's just like check one. That's step one, right? We're on step like 800 right now. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other things that you had to be in order to keep me. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost like a, like, like a stallion and you figured out a way to like, it's a bad analogy because I don't feel trapped, but you, you tamed me, you domesticated a wild animal <laughs> <laughs> and you figured it out. And in many ways I did the same with you. Yeah. And it's so yeah it's just it's super it's super interesting to Thank see you. yeah i'm not crying you're crying i was literally gonna shed tears right now i'm so beautiful thank you i i really i really try i'm really trying and i'm trying hard and 
I realized that like men and women were so different. And the problem with us women is that we think that men are the same people as us and we think the same and that they are motivated by motivated by the same things as us. And we are looking at men like they're basically the female versions when it's completely different. Men are so different. They're wired different. Their obligation as a man is different. They're motivated by different things that women are. And the problem is, is that we're both speaking English, but we're not like the way that it translates into Mike's heart is so different than how I think it would translate into Mike's heart. So tweaking how I talk to him, tweaking what I say to him, like changing me in order to basically like, how do I put it this way? It's just like now I'm speaking a different language to Mike and it's a language that Mike actually understands and he appreciates. I'm speaking English, but the way that it's translating into Mike's heart and the way that I'm making him feel is completely different than what I did before because I didn't understand. I thought, Mike is a mind reader, just how women are. Like, you know, I thought Mike is just supposed to know all these things. I thought Mike was supposed to have the same exact qualities that I'm supposed to have. And I'm a woman. He's just supposed to know what women want and what women need and all that stuff. And, but it's not the same thing. I know there's a lot of times where Mike, where Mike does something and I get mad and I'm just like, well, he should have known that would make me mad. And he should have known this and he should have known that. But then I think to my head, it's just like, Mike probably doesn't even know or he probably didn't even get to that far of thinking the way that I'm thinking and I'm literally overthinking the whole situation. Let's just ask him. And then I ask him and it's a completely different answer than from what I thought it would be. So I really tried very hard to now speak the language of Mike, to speak the language of a masculine man. And I guess that's what holds you there, you know, because I respect him. I respect his leadership. I respect his authority. I respect the decisions that he makes. I trust him and as, and I appreciate him. And that's how you make a man feel like a man. And if he always feels like a man in your presence, why would he go somewhere else? hundred percent. You know, where, why would he go? Why would he go somewhere? Because it's so hard to find. It's not like, yeah. That, that you also have a good sense of humor with, <laughs> that you also, you know, we, we like intellectually the, yeah. get each other, that we we have all the coolest dance moves that <laughs> you steal from me. And, you know, there's just, there's so many, we have shared faith in God. We That's our foundation now. Right. I mean, there's so many just things, but at the core, as a man, if we don't feel respected, we're not going to give you love. And in, and there, that book, Love and Respect, talks about that cycle you can get into where if if the man doesn't feel respected, they're not going to show you love. And then if you don't show him respect because you're not feeling love, then he's going to continue not showing you love. It's just this, it's this endless cycle. Yeah. And yeah, so everything you're saying is really important because it's a, all about showing men respect and it's also having standards for yourself that set you apart in the dating world. Mm -hmm. And that will make it like, wow, this person's different. Like this person, she has values and morals and she, you know, she holds herself to a certain regard and he's either going to step his game up or he's going to run away. Mm -hmm. But either way, you have your answer. Yeah. And I was both in my lifetime. I was the guy that ran away when I wasn't ready. And she saved herself a heart heartbreak, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then I be, and then I was the guy that stepped up when the time is right. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, oh, she wants to hold out? Like, okay, let's, you wanna go a month? Let's go two months, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? Like, it's like it became a, it became like a, almost like a game where it's like, okay, well, I'm so self-confident in who I am and I love me so much. And not in an arrogant way, but more in just like, a, and not in a self-centered way, but I just love myself. You I, should, I genuinely do. I love, I love who I am. As you should. To the core. And <laughs> I know you will too. Just give it time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what, that was Mike's whole thing. It, right? Are you saying love me or love you? No, love me. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what yeah. I was getting at. You know, like just give him the chance and you will fall in love. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> because I had done so much self work on myself where I'm like, you know, how, how, how could you not? Yeah. You know, and then, and again, not in an arrogant way, but just like, uh, I'm so down to earth. I'm so cool. Like I'm so easy to talk to. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to listen to you and, you know, intensely. I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to open up your car door. I'm going to, I'm going to take you out. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in my hygiene and, and, and my, my fitness and, mm -hmm. and I'm going to look good and, and I'm going to, I'm successful. I'm going to work really hard on my businesses and I have, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot going for me. Like I'm going to make myself so desirable that uh, inside and out that when I meet someone, she's going to have to fall in love with me. And that's how any girls that are listening to this, that are single should be thinking the exact same thing. How do I make myself just absolutely like totally desirable? Cause it's promise you looks is maybe 10% of it. Mm -hmm. There's so many other things that are important to make yourself totally desirable. And then having this etiquette that, that Ann just teaching you and implementing that will make it like so obvious and apparent that you're different from all the other girls that are out there today, mm -hmm. because this is a lost art. What we're talking about here is a lost art and it needs to come back. And if you're the woman that brings it back, then you're going to meet a guy that uh, believes in those more traditional values too. Bring and it then back. you're going to get married. <laughs> Bring back femininity. Bring it back. But Bring what I'm saying back. is like, oh, okay, we're not gonna keep going like back. Mike always talks about, it's a man doesn't know this feeling until someone makes him feel that way. Mm, so yeah. if, um, if you're just dating and all that stuff or a man's just dating and then you are the woman that does all these things and that is feminine and has femininity and all that stuff, you are going to unlock something to a man that he's not even going to know. But this feeling inside him is like, I want that. I want to feel this way. So I want her. I want, I want to be with her. I want to take her on another date. I want to court her. I respect her because of how she's making me feel like a man. She She's letting me do the take the leadership role. Like she's in her feminine energy. She's open to receiving. She has she has boundaries. She has respect for herself. And like you said, I think it's so beautiful. It is a lost art. It really, really is. And I lost it for a very long time. I thought my beauty is going to get me everywhere. And I thought money, you know, and accomplishments and my nice car is going to get me far. But I was lacking such womanly qualities that men are, that men miss so much. And I didn't even know that. And I told Mike, I was just like, I want to be, I literally said it the other day. I was like, I want to be the big sister or the role model that maybe some of you never had. Because I'm telling you right now that if I was going through a transition, like I didn't have friends that were traditional. I didn't have friends to teach me the way. I didn't have an older sister that said, hey, like, 
you're acting like maybe you're going down the wrong path. You're acting too much in your masculine energy, like step back into your femininity, like have traditional values, have this respect for yourself, like have morals, have boundaries. I didn't have that. My group of friends that I grew up with, they were all young, wild and free and their parents let them do whatever they want. And then that kind of rubbed off on me. And I rebelled against like my mom. I didn't have a good set of friends or I didn't have a role model. I looked up to where it's like, wow, I want what she has. And if she's teaching me, that means something is something is going right. She's doing something right. And that's how I got too into my masculine energy. And I lost my feminine energy. And that's what led me to go through toxic and toxic relationships. And I was thinking about it and I told Mike, I was like, I wish I had someone. But then Mike said, but if you didn't go through what you went through, you wouldn't be able to be relatable and you wouldn't have been able to teach women now. And I was like, wow, like you're so right. But now I don't want you guys going through that because I just feel like this world is way more corrupt than how it was when I was growing up. And it's just a very scary time. So that that's like the whole reason of this podcast. I feel like there's such like a, I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying lost art. I really like that. You like that? Yeah. And I just feel like women, we're so much better than that. And it's, it literally is up to us. And if we set the standards and requirements and us women say no, and we have these boundaries, men at some point, they're going to have to respect it. And if they don't and they leave because you're too good of a woman, that's a win for you. That's that's so it's a win-win situation for you. It's either a man is going to step up and be the man that you want him to be, or he's going to go find somebody easier. And guess what? You wasted no time. You know, it's either you found a good man or the wrong one left. So it's a win-win for you. <laughs> Can I, are we wrapping up? Can I just say one thing? Or do um, you have more? I was going to go through like proper etiquette stuff though. I can do like a whole, like, like a fast list. Okay. Okay. So proper etiquette. Number one is get off your phone. I don't like when people use their phone at church, especially. I don't like when people use their phone at the movies and I don't like people who use their phone when they're driving. I think, you know, proper etiquette is literally, I think for like an hour sermon or a two hour movie or an hour movie, you can turn your phone off, put it on silent and not look at it. I don't think people should be so attached. And I also think when people, when you are driving, I think you should put your phone away. And especially in Florida, I've learned not the hard way, but I used to be a really big driving and phone person and the amount of accidents you can get into in Florida I literally put my phone away and I realize I get to the destination 10 times quicker than if I was on my phone and I don't have heart attacks on the way so it's really good for my health she's talking to me yeah oh my god my oh I, I don't even want to go there <laughs> my, keep going keep, <laughs> keep going down the list um number two is use your manners always say please and always say thank you Again, no room for entitlement and no room for people expecting things to do for you without you saying please or thank you. I don't care if it's a caretaker. I don't care if it's a waitress. I don't care who it is. Always say please and always say thank you. Number three is eye contact. When you are talking to someone, like I said, I don't care who it is. If it's some person at a gas station, you know, have some respect and make eye contact with them. Sometimes I talk to people and we're having a full-blown conversation and their eyes are wandering. 
And I don't think like, it's so distract, it's so distraction. It's so distracting for a person that loves making eye contact out of respect for someone to look at me for three seconds and then look at somebody else walk and then look at somebody else walk or look up or look down on their phone. It just loses my train of thought. And it basically means like, hey, I don't care what you're saying. Get on with your conversation. And that's it. And I really feel like nobody's paying attention if they're not making eye contact. So that's my number three for proper etiquette. Number four is hold the door open for the person behind you. Oh my God, in Florida, and I'm like going on a rant because this whole week I knew that I was gonna talk about proper etiquette and I was just like, you know, doing my day-to-day stuff around Florida and I realized how many people lack this. Like, you know, girls, especially girls, I feel like men are more respectful just because it's like a gentleman thing to do. But women, it's just like people are behind you and you're just opening the door and basically closing it on their face. You're not even looking behind to see if there's someone there and opening the door for them when your door when you already open the door for yourself. So please just hold the door open for the person behind you. Like take a glance, see if someone's there, hold it open and that's it. Go on with your day. Number five, and I feel like this is so important is, I think this is the most important is self-awareness. I don't think there's anything sexier for a person that is very self-aware of what happened, maybe self-aware of their tone of voice, self-aware of, you know, people, even at people at the gym or people around them. Like I need to, like you as a woman have to know, and as a man, you are not the only people living on this planet. You are supposed to be a pleasant citizen for everybody around you, which means being self-aware. For instance, an example is, at the gym, you know, there's a mirror and people are working out at the mirror. You being not self-aware is going to grab some weights and stand in front of the person that's already in front of the mirror and go in front of them and do their workout. And that's happened to me. And I'm like, really? Like, come on, like I'm right there. Like you don't see me. A person that is self-aware will grab their weights, notice that somebody's in the mirror, you know, and maybe move to the side and have that person still have their own, like, you know, look in the mirror and you can look in the mirror, but you're self-aware of your surroundings. Number two is when people walk in text, you know, especially in a busy area at the mall or at the subway. I remember being in like New York, but people would be on their phone and they would just be walking and texting and people would be behind them. People have places to go and you're just on your phone texting and just roaming around and being so slow. And Another one is literally like when people are driving, it's just people think that they're the only ones on the road. And I know like being self-aware is like when you are making a left turn and you're like the first car, you know, you have a group in the back that's waiting for you to make that left turn right when the light turns green with that arrow. And there's so many times where people are on their phone on the left turn that then people start honking and everybody misses the turn because that person in front was on their phone. So that's my little rant of being self-aware. Like it's, it's a really big one, I feel like. Number six, and this happens a lot in the building, but if you are in an elevator, not if you are in, if you are waiting for the elevator, Mike is like so interested in what I'm saying. He's just looking at me. But when you are waiting for the elevator, and people are coming out of the elevator, please don't stand right in front of the elevator and just get in while everybody's getting out. Just 
have stand to the side, have everybody come out of the elevator, and then you get into the elevator. There's so many times where I'm getting out of the elevator and then people are just standing right in front of me and it's like, um, excuse me, like, can you not like stand to the side of the elevator and wait till this group of people from the elevator like get out? I don't know. That's just like my pet peeve. And I feel that is proper etiquette. Um, number seven is if you were going to somebody's house and you were invited to somebody's house, always bring something big or small. The gesture is always bring something, a bottle of wine or something like if you're, if you're going to a party, maybe something that everybody likes to have, but always never come up empty handed. I don't know if they do so much in like the Western society, you know, I feel like people just come just, that's it. Like their presence is the present, but I feel like, or does it always like people do it here? No, you're supposed to. No, yeah, or, you're always supposed to. But here. do people here as well? You're supposed to. Okay. Do they? I don't know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people do. Okay. But I also think there's enough people that don't that it needs to be said. Yeah. I feel like it's the same people that are doing all this other crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, never show up empty-handed, big or small. Always bring something. And when you are going to a party, always say hi to the host of the party first. I know that if you're in a big group and you have all your friends and all that stuff, but you should always be respectful and say, hi, how are you? Thank you so much for the invite and talk to the host first before you get dragged onto another conversation with other people. And then the host is like, oh, I I didn't even know you were here. You also, if you are bringing something, you want to bring it to the host, you know, to make sure they got it and all that stuff. So that's another one. Number eight. And we have a hard, I have a hard time doing this just because I'm a girl i'm a woman and i just take a long time but it's being punctual mike is super super punctual i think he gets ready like 30 minutes before we have to leave but for me it's like some days i take an hour some days i take an hour and a half and sometimes i take two hours and this is why i have to plan my outfits the day before because that takes like a huge that's like a that takes a lot of time but I have to be better. Like being punctual is a major proper etiquette. And Mike always says like, you know, they can be late, but we have to be early and it shows respect for people's times. So I have to do, be better at that. That's what I have to do. So I have to start getting ready like the, the night before. Because it makes me look bad too. It yeah. makes us both look bad mm-hmm. when, you, when you do that. And I hate it. And I've I'm not to say I'm not, I'm not guilty of it sometimes too, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm stressing out the whole way there, trying to go faster to make up and not be as late. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like such a jerk. Yeah. Like, hey, basically, I don't give a, I don't care at all about you and your time. Yeah. I'm glad you made it on time. I didn't. Yeah. And it's not a good excuse to be like, oh, it's her. I, I'm not going to blame you. I know. I'm not going to get there and be like, oh, it was her fault. It's like, mm-hmm. that's really rude, too, yeah. to you. But so it's like I'm put in this bad situation where I look like the disrespectful yeah. person. When in reality, it was out of my control entirely. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I want to get better about that. Yeah, sure I'll that get better. Get this house. I'll start getting ready the night before. There's a saying, <laughs> it's better to be an hour early than a minute late. Ooh, deep. But being punctual is also deep. really good. <laughs> being punctual <Not> really. <laughs> is also good for people that you're going on a date with like the first time is you want to make sure they are punctual. The guy picking you up or the guy sending the car, if they say 730, it means 730. Oh, man. Yeah, don't be late either. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, for whatever reason, yeah, if you are going to be meeting a guy for a date, 
don't be late. Yeah. Again, high value men that really value their time are going to be really, really annoyed by that. And oh, I yeah. would call people out on that big time. Like, well, the, hey, if we have a date at 730, it means 730. Well, the only, the well, when you're late, you know, they're just going to be There's thinking a grace about period, how just, though, of like 10, 15 yeah. minutes, like, or even 20. I don't think I would say anything. I'd be like, okay, you know, well, everybody can get stuck in traffic. But if it was any later than, let's say, 15 or 20 minutes, I would say something. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, in the future, like, Please try and be on time. Please treat, try and be on time. Yeah. But then the whole time, the man is thinking about how dis- disrespectful it was for wasting his time. And then it just... But if I said the that and then there was an apology and they're like, oh, I know, I'm so sorry. Like that um, that usually never happens, this and that. Then it's like, okay, cool. Let's move on. I'm not going to sit there yeah. still upset for the rest of the date. For but sure. But it definitely needs to be said. And if she's like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, date over. Bye. <laughs> wow, bye. but or or at, the woman can at least give the man a heads up you know and, oh yeah and literally, yeah, own, and literally own up to it just but be usually like, they usually they would do that but it was like still just i mean you can't way say too late. like exactly. i'll be there soon and then it's like 30 minutes later it's no, like that's not soon that's not fair yeah if you're gonna say hey the gps says i'm gonna be in this time and you have to arrive at that time actually like set the right expectations i'd appreciate the heads up though like if i haven't left the house yet and they're like hey running 15 behind or running 30 behind i'd be like all right cool at least i can call the restaurant i can redo you know tell them i'll be a little bit late like i can take a little bit longer to get ready but Mm-hmm. You know, a woman should know because it takes them a long time to get ready most of the time. Yeah. So you should have a pretty good idea if you're running late mm-hmm. well before you leave. For sure. Um, number nine, I have don't swear or just try to swear less. And this comes from being self-aware as well. Like if you are, if you, I would say a lot of feminine women, like I know sometimes we drop some swear bombs on this podcast, but <laughs> swear bombs very ladylike swear bombs are you swearing but um i realized that i used to swear a lot like in every other sentence and it would just come out naturally it was like my second language and when i started to become very self-aware of how much i swear i used i realized that i swear a lot and then my goal was you know what i want to talk without swearing without using foul language and i think that's very ladylike i don't think a man wants to be in a conversation where a woman is just always using foul language and just you know and i would say like you know using a lot of slang words as well you know it's not relatable it's not intelligent and it's like it's a really big turnoff so i don't think that's proper etiquette and the number 10 is use your inside voice i don't nobody likes a loud woman you know i i have trouble i don't know how to whisper you know (laughs) yeah you don't that's what i have to work on but i definitely have an inside voice but sometimes when i feel like the music is loud i talk louder than i i should because i think mike can't hear me and then he goes yo 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 i'm right here i can hear you and i'm like oh okay (laughs) <laughs> you know but she's like i am whispering i'm like no this is a whisper <laughs> she's like talking about somebody one chair away she's like they can't hear me i'm like uh, uh, yeah they can honestly guys like i don't i don't personally think they could but mike says it so he gets really uncomfortable and he just won't pay attention when i'm whispering 
So I literally, <laughs> I have to whisper to the point where I don't even know if I'm saying the right words. No. Like I can't oh, even, I can't even hear. I can't it's just get close to my ear I, and be like, hey, I got to I whisper to the point where I don't even hear my own thoughts whisper. There you go. <laughs> like, that's then you know you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking crap about somebody right next to you, come on. <laughs> Hey, I don't talk crap. I just notice things that I want you to notice as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, okay. That's the one way to put it. <laughs> but yes, it's use your inside voice. Nobody likes somebody loud and that's always screaming. And I feel like as a woman, you have to have like a really gentle and calm voice. Agreed. If you're so like arrogant and loud and noisy, it's just like you're not you're not fitting the part. Or start cutting me off when I'm talking and being louder. Oh my God, yes. That was one thing that you used to do a lot. I used to interrupt Mike a lot because I just wanted to get what I said out. But men appreciate when sometimes a woman can put more or less like an analogy is like put duct tape over her mouth and just listen to what the man has to say and wait till he's done talking and then talk and say but, what you have to say. That's a good rule in general though for people. Anyone. Let them finish their sentence before you butt in. But I would call you out and I'd be like, hey, hold on, let me finish. Yeah. And we would have to do that a lot in the beginning of the relationship because when you cut me off, it completely, I completely lose my train of thought. Yeah. If I get interrupted. So, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, but sometimes now when Mike and I are also like getting in a disagreement and an argument, when we start cutting each other off, that's when we start getting loudy and like. Loudy. Loudy. <laughs> we start getting loud and arrogant and noisy. And then it just turns into like who can out scream the other person. But then, but that's usually now when we take a timeout. But yeah, but now it's kind of just like when him and I are going back and forth and I want to interrupt him or he wants to interrupt me. I go, hey, babe, like, let me finish. Like, I listen to you talk. Now it's my turn. Well, it's not in as sweet of a tone, but yeah, it's more or less like that. Sometimes when I want to get my point across, I have to use a sweet sweet tone on you. And you're just like, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly how i sound like good job but yes as use your inside voice as much as you can it's very calming for a man especially if he's like working all day and he's stressed out and then he just wants to come home or talk to just a sweet angel voice not some like loud stressful voice where it's so annoying well there's times where uh she'll be we'll be in the car on the way to dinner <laughs> after i've just worked like had back-to-back meetings all day and then she'll be like, and then this, and then that, and then this, and then and then, then that happened. And then, then right after that, what happened then was, I'm like, yo, I'm like, you're giving me anxiety. Can you take a deep breath and just well, tell me this story, but just slower, please? And then she'll be like, yeah, so then what happened was after that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, good. I can relax now. I already worked super fast pace all day. Like, just chill out a little well, bit. Then- just tell me the story and relax and so I can relax. Well, this is what happened the other day is I had so much to say and I don't bother Mike <laughs> when he's working because I know he's just super focused and he won't listen to me anyways. So I accumulate all this information in my brain. <laughs> I just have so much to in say. In an eight hour period yeah, or 10 hour period. Because there's so much going on in my day <laughs> that I have to tell him. So I rack up all this information and when we were in the car and we were going somewhere I was just letting it out. I was like, oh my God, so did you hear this? And then that, and then blah, 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 blah. And Mike, I can hear, he's like, he's getting like frustrated, not frustrated, but his like energy. I'm taking deep breaths. Yeah, he's like sighing. And I'm just like, am I being too much right now? Like, is this too much for you? And he goes, 
well you're talking like really fast and you're just like hitting me with all these things so maybe and it's giving me anxiety a little bit because i worked so much so can you just please like calm down and talk slower and i was like okay i can do this and i started talking slower and then mike actually started laughing to what i was saying because my jokes weren't too fast and all that stuff so he really appreciated me just i could actually a, hear it yeah taking a deep breath talking calm and not just being so loud because all he, it translates to him is like well this this is so annoying like i can't be hearing this right now he's not really paying attention to what i'm saying he's just paying attention to like when is she going to stop talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> His, that's accurate yeah so yeah just be have a pleasant voice so they actually pay attention yeah <laughs> that's what i've learned okay we, well, we, we done with yeah. the list yeah i feel cool. like that was good though that right? was a good one yeah, thank yeah. you. Let's celebrate our success <laughs> before we turn it off. <laughs> so I think we did a great job today. Yeah, I mean, it's always a success. Like this is going to be our sixth episode. And from the first episode where I kept using like, like, you know, you know, as my filler words, I yeah. really feel like I'm just like getting into my podcast groove right mm, now. The groove. So every single time I will celebrate a successful podcast episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope Me you too. guys took a lot of information from this. Um, I know, like I said before, you guys enjoy Mike on it because he tells his side of what I'm saying, which makes it more credible. But yeah, I, I feel like this was a good, like the do's and the don'ts and proper etiquette for a woman. And I, I really hope you guys actually start implementing this and taking into consideration what I'm saying because it works. Like it, it really, really works. The the do's and the don'ts of dating and then also the proper etiquette, like everybody appreciates a woman that not only is beautiful, but is feminine and also has very just ladylike mannerism. Yeah. Well, thank you all for also sharing your nice feedback with Ange because it all comes back around to me. And it's always like a nice, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be busy working all day. You know, I'm super tired and I'm stressed out and, and you know, there's crap going on with the business and then I'll, I'll come into the bedroom and Angie's like, Oh, look, read, you know, read this mm -hmm. and I'll read it. And I'm like, Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Just so you know, every time you guys send me a message, I always show Mike because I know you guys, you guys always say, I really like you and your fiance on it. So yeah, I always show him. Makes me feel good. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and we will see you guys i always say see you we will talk to you guys nice. next week see you then bye we'll talk to you then <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Femininity podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and follow. And if you want more people part of this femininity journey, please share. You never know who needs to hear it. Stay tuned every Monday for a new episode. Till next time.